Thank you for downloading this episode of our podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast for Solomon Staircase Masonic Lodge number 357, where we talk about all things related with Freemasonry, including Hermetic teachings, philosophy, reason, spirituality, and much more. We're located in Buena Park, Southern California. Tune in as we continue to update our podcast with informative talks and articles for Masons worldwide and those who would like to inquire within. Following is the Master's article from the February 2018 Trestle Board. Knock, ask, know, initiate. We've all heard the phrase, from stranger to friend to brother. It's true that when prospects come to Solomon's Staircase, most are unaware of what Freemasonry is, but they are in search of something. We all were. This is a special and delicate time because the visitor is in search of something more in life, and by the grace of the Creator, he has been led to our lodge. At first, every visitor is a stranger. We meet them, they meet us, and we spend time together to answer questions and educate them. After a while, we become familiar with one another. This time frame is good for visitors to find out what Freemasonry is about and what we do. Most often, they're surprised with all that we're involved with. It's not just conferring degrees in private behind closed doors. Two years ago, the Grand Lodge published its story in the April-May edition of the California Freemason magazine. It's worth revisiting. The article looks at induction versus initiation. At first, we are inducted or accepted to join this gentle craft. Then we are initiated into it. Just like all organizations, there is a ceremony to welcome new members, and that's that. In Freemasonry, there is more to come after the induction. The candidate completes an application, he is interviewed, he is voted on, and on the night of his initiation, he asked more than five times if this decision is of his own free will and accord without any coercion or biased influence from any members. To become a Mason, you are taking a vow to become something better. Although we were inducted, the initiation is an amazing process. We are reintroduced with information which may be overwhelming at the time, but will mean a great deal when we take time to reveal it to the master within. The word induct comes from a Latin word meaning to carry. The word initiate comes from another Latin word, inire, which means to enter in. The difference is significant in more ways than one. To be inductive, it's a passive concept. For someone to be inducted into an organization, they are carried into it by others who are already members. But initiation involves the active concept of walking across the threshold by one's own volition. The concept of initiation also relates with transformation. Initiation into Freemasonry is intended and should be a transformative experience. If a man walks through the lodge doors with no intent on transforming his life, then his admission into a lodge of free and accepted masons is more than a mere induction. Becoming a mason is a great commitment, and the rewards are greater if the initial experience is unique. Fraternally yours, Eric F. Jenkins, Master. following is the Senior Warden's article from the February 2018 Trestle Board. Greetings and salutations, ladies and brethren. In part two of looking at the Grand Lodge 2020 strategic plan, we will be looking at the second bullet point under focusing on a rewarding member experience. Lodges create a deep sense of fraternity and provide a highly rewarding member experience. We do this good work by communicating frequently with members of our lodge and community members. 
For the first two years of the Communications Awards at Grand Lodge 2015-2016, Solomon Staircase won the award for Best Social Media Presence. This was a tremendous honor to the Lodge and all those involved, but it is only part of how we communicate to the members of the Lodge and to the community. We also have a marquee outside, this newsletter, email, the Lodge app, and of course word of mouth. Recently, several of us had a lively discussion at the Lodge revolving around communication in general, but the Trussell Board in particular. The main topic was whether members are reading the email version or not. We had eliminated the printing and mailing of a large number of Trussell Boards over the last few years and went strictly electronic when an email was available. We did this to save expenses of printing and mailing and to get more into the modern age. The electronic version is in color and has much more information than the print version that is mailed out. But as the discussion went on, we found that there were members in the room that were not reading the trust award. With this discovery and the ensuing discussion, we determined that some training was necessary to help our members access the electronic version of the trust board. So with that being said, keep an eye out for an upcoming training session on accessing all aspects of our electronic presence. From the website to the trussle board to our various social media outlets, we will show you how to sign up, how to navigate them, and how to participate. We hope to see you there, whether you are an avid user or just looking to get started. May brotherly love and peace prevail. Aaron Reddick, Senior Warden. From the South, I would like to discuss masonry and even play on the mathematics on the front cover of this February issue. We learn in the second degree that there is much math, geometry, and masonry. If we put that lecture into practice, we see a relation with speculative, our mind, and one could say religion. We'll use the word dogma for now. A point is a starting location. You can even say it's a thought or idea. A line can give direction, which could also indicate a beginning and end. Freemasonry is similar to a line, but it has no beginning or end. That's up to the mason to determine. Freemasonry is a range of philosophy, reason, and consciousness which requires thought. Even if there were two lines, it would not make a shape. In other words, there would be no logical illustration, at best a 90 degree angle. Still, there is a sense of imperfection. Just as the two lines take no shape, we ourselves don't take shape until we make a complete connection by adding one more line. It now takes shape and makes a connection, a triangle, three sides. As we reflect on Freemasonry, it is brittle with threes. It is infinite with reference and connection to our craft. You can say my metaphor works with illustration, deity in Freemasonry, and our mind. First off, we've covered the obvious shape. A shape with three sides is a triangle. Next, what does this have to do with deity? An equilateral triangle is three corners of 60 degrees, which equals 180 degrees. This will sound familiar to brothers who are members of the Scottish Rite. An equilateral triangle is also the shape the compass should be in when laid on top of the Holy Bible and square. The triangle is considered divinity, above or outside of us, cosmic consciousness. While the square of 90 degrees represents our corporeal world which we live in, now think of the square and compass together. There is great significance in an equilateral triangle. These sides refer to perfect symmetry. There are many ancient references to the Trinity, from the oldest known to the modern Christian Trinitarian doctrine. Religions of the world, of all people and all lands, recognize the tripart nature of God, God the Creator, God the Preserver, and God the Transformer. 
Even in nature we find three, earth, water, air, father, mother, child, sunrise, noon, sunset. In Freemasonry, there's no coincidence. Three degrees, three principal officers, three original grand masters, three greater lights, three lesser lights, three movable jewels, three immovable jewels, three of 15 who traveled in a westerly direction, three wraps, three gates, three circuits on circumambulation, three steps to the master's seats, three steps in masonry, three pillars supporting wisdom, strength, beauty, and so on. Even our steps and Masonic disciplines teach us 357, which is our lodge number, the number three. Lastly, our mind. This topic I could go on for hours because it relates with our cosmic conscious or subconscious level. Just think of the phrase, your third eye. This is in reference to your mind. Going back to the beginning of my article, a point can be an idea to connect two points as a line. Since Freemasonry has no beginning or end, you can say that it is the same with our Creator. The great architect is everywhere. All actions we do, we do beneath his all-seeing eye, like workmen in his quarry. The 47th problem of Euclid is older than Pythagoras. The sublime degree of Master Mason as we know it is younger than Pythagoras by hundreds of years. Most philosophers, professors, and mathematicians would agree with that statement. The 47th problem of Euclid not only teaches us to be general lovers of the arts and sciences, but to bow our heads in reverence at the perfection and beauty of our giver, the author of wisdom. Sincerely and fraternally, Carlos M. Diaz, Jr., past master, junior warden. Carlos was also the Grand Standard Bearer 2017-2018 and is on the Public Schools Advisory Council. The following article discusses a little bit about the Hiram Award. Brothers of the Highest Esteem each lodge may present one worthy brother with the Hiram Award every year to recognize his extraordinary devotion to serving the lodge and community. The Hiram Award is the greatest honor to be bestowed upon a Mason and reflects the admiration and respect of his peers. Congratulations to this year's 164 awardees. For Solomon Staircase, last year, Brother Stephen A. Tubbs was awarded the Hiram Award. In the 2018 February edition of California Freemason magazine, the Grand Lodge listed the names of all 164 brothers who received the Hiram Award in 2017. Again, we congratulate Brother Stephen A. Tubbs. The history of the Hiram Award, how it is awarded, what it is, and who is eligible to receive it. The first Hiram Award was presented to Andrew D. Miller, past master, by San Pedro Lodge No. 332 in 1964. The award remained a local award until 1977 when Galt Lodge No. 267 presented a Hiram Award to Glenn Ingram, past master. This presentation was attended by over 350 people, including county supervisors, the Shrine Band from San Francisco, and John Roberts, past Grand Master of Masons for California. This event was such a success that Grand Master Kermit Jacobson assembled a committee to create a statewide Hiram Award program to try it out for a year. The Hiram Award caught on and has spread to virtually every lodge throughout the state of California. It is now awarded in several other Grand Lodge jurisdictions across the United States as well. Many non-Masons may have one question about the award. Who is this Hiram guy? The name Hiram itself is Hebrew and means my brother is exalted or my brother is more, most noble. In Masonic legend, there are two Hirams, Hiram King of Tyre and Hiram Abiff, who was sent 
from King Hiram of Tyre to King Solomon, Abith is an interesting word from the Bible, as it's translated differently in the various versions. Ab, Abi, and Abith, Strong's concordance indicates that the word Abith translates to fatherless. The Hiram Abith of Masonic legend was the son of a widow who was from the tribe of Naphtali and lived in Tyre. The tribe of Naphtali was one of the northern Israelite tribes who joined with David, who was to become the ruler of a unified kingdom of Israel. The successor to David was Solomon, the king of Israel. According to accounts, the first temple took seven years to complete. Even with over 150,000 masons employed at the building, these workmen, while provided with food, shelter, and a steady paycheck during the construction, worked under the premise that when the project was finished, they would then achieve the status of master mason. Seven years is a long time, and some of the workmen were less patient than others. A few dissatisfied workers conspired together to extort their promotions early from Hiram Abiff. They talked, cajoled, and finally hunted him down, found him alone, and threatened him. But Hiram refused their demands and did not yield to their threats. He reminded them of their duty to God and the conditions of their employment by King Solomon. Unfortunately, his discussions with the workmen failed, and three of them, in their anger, murdered Hiram Abiff in the unfinished temple. That essentially is the answer to the question of who Hiram Abiff is. He is a man of noble character who remained true to his word, his nation, his community, his promise, and God, even when confronted with certain death. The Hiram Award is an honor that is bestowed only once a year by a lodge. Unlike the office of master of the lodge, which a master mason can hold more than once, a mason can only receive the Hiram Award one time in his life. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave us a comment. We enjoy hearing from our listeners. If you really like what you heard, share this podcast with your friends and lodge members. Visit us online at solomonstaircase.org.